Did you know that we are all born with predisposition for music? Human newborns are sensitive to melody, intonation, rhythm, and the dynamics of the noise in their surroundings. Human biology is primed for music at birth with respect to both being able to perceive music and the enjoyment of listening to it. And I must say, music is definitely one of my favorite tools that helps me to feel good. So in this episode of Music and Happiness, I have invited Claire Maddox, Neurologic Music Therapist, NPR Officer for British Association for Music Therapy, to share with us her insights on how does our brain actually process music and how we can harvest the power of music to boost our happiness every day. Hope you will enjoy this episode. I'm Claudia Mitura, Learning and Development Specialist, and you are listening to End Happiness, a quest to answer a big question. What makes us happy? If you would like to receive a regular dose of happiness to your inbox, providing you with key scientific insights on well-being and giving you one practical action that you can implement straight away to boost your happiness, then sign up to my brand new, completely free email course. Just head to endhappiness.co.uk to find out more. With no further ado, welcome to Music and Happiness. Claire, welcome to End Happiness. I am so, so excited to be chatting with you tonight. Oh, thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. We are talking about your specialism and your love, music and happiness. We know from research that we are born from predisposition for music, as in already we know in infant, they are primed to perceive music. Things like rhythm and dynamic of the noise in the surroundings, which I think is absolutely amazing. So can you tell us first, how does our brain actually perceive music? It's quite exciting, really, when you think about just the response that we get from our brains when we engage in music. And this can be listening to music. It can be engaging in musical activities. What we know from neuroscience is essentially we get what's referred to as a multimodal response in our brain. And that's a sort of fancy term for we get lots and lots of activity across the whole brain. Now that's kind of different from our other day-to-day tasks. So we know that There's specific regions of the brain, perhaps for things like speech and language or for motor coordination, for emotional centers. But when we listen to music, fMRI studies have shown that the entire brain lights up. So both sides, the front, the middle, the back. So our brain very much has quite a high response to music. And the reason why that's quite exciting from a sort of music therapy perspective is it means that basically you can access music on so many different levels. And it means that we can really use the music then in different ways to help support people. But like you say, it's particularly interesting in those developmental stages as well. We have a fancy term for it. We call it communicative musicality when children are developing that sense of language. And like you say, because when we speak and we communicate, we have pauses, 
we use pitch and melody and all these different things. Ooh, I can already imagine, you know, the scan just lighting up with all those different <laughs> It very brain much regions. does. Yeah, it very much does. <laughs> and as you as you said, and because of that, we have this amazing capacity to really experience music in so many different levels. We know it from our own experiences that, you know, I listen to something and I can really feel energized and then another song or another piece of music I'll be completely nostalgic or actually upset I definitely cried to the piece of music before it was so moving and so impactful so why music has such an impact on our emotions then I think for this, I would always go back to kind of looking at what goes on in our brains. Essentially, what happens is we have this huge response from our brain. So lots of different parts of the brain light up. And what we know about the brain is that it absolutely loves patterns. So the more we listen to a piece of music, the more familiar we become with it. And essentially what that means is our brain remembers the predictability of the music. It remembers where it's going to go. So... One example might be a song like Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond, because when you get to that chorus and you get that sweet Caroline and your brain will automatically be filling in that bop, bop. So our brains basically always remember what's the predictability of this music, where is it going to go next? And alongside that, it does a few other quite interesting things. So it taps into the emotional centres of the brain. So it really taps into how am I feeling while I listen to this piece of music and also into our autobiographical memory centre. So where am I while I'm listening to this piece of music? What stage of life am I at? And I'm sure we've all had that experience, like you've said, you hear a piece of music and maybe it takes you back to a time you've not thought about, you know, maybe it's a song from your teenage years that you've not heard in a long time and suddenly you're 15 again and you're remembering school and friends and all these different things. But similarly, other significant life events, it can take us back to that, such as weddings, such as funerals. So essentially, that's where this kind of link with emotion comes from. It's it's very much intertwined in our brains, not just with the music and emotion, but also this memory process as well. So that's why we get such a strong emotional response to music as well. Mm, that really makes sense now, because I'm just thinking about, first of all, you I seem to remember pieces of music from long time ago as you as you said that predictable pattern you always mm. know what's next if you listen to it over and over again and uh, definitely music from being a teenager oh mm-hmm. my god do you remember where this come out I was doing <laughs> this Def- for me waterfalls you know don't go chasing water oh my god when I hear this as you saying I'm definitely a teenager again it's such a strong sensation on going back in time because of a piece of music yeah and I think particularly the adolescent phase we know this again sort of from research and and from our own life experiences like you've touched upon that the music that we listen to in our adolescence it's it's such a formative part of those years isn't it it's really the years that we start completely submerging ourselves in music we start experimenting with music maybe we start listening to loads of different things and obviously it's such a a huge period of transition from us you know when you think about what you were like when you were 13 versus when you were 19 and all the experiences that you've had in between and along the way for most of us music's kind of accompanied it somewhere whether it's been following those local bands or whether it's been experimenting with different music and 
And I think that's a great thing about music is that while it's very formative in those adolescent years, actually it's something that accompanies us throughout the rest of our lives and changes as we changes and grows as we grow as well. Because I think definitely my taste in music changed dramatically from when I was in adolescence and being a teenager. And it definitely evolves and you're getting more into kind of experimental aspects for it. But it always fills you with that nostalgic element. And I think that's fantastic because that's really, as as you're saying, linked to our memories. So knowing all of this, how we can tap into music to boost our happiness and increase our well-being then? So I think for this, the key thing to note is that obviously, as we've sort of spoken about, music can really ignite our memories and it can really ignite our emotion sensors in the brain. So the key thing here is to think about what is the kind of music that does make me feel happy? And I would always say it's worth having a bit of a reflection on the music you listen to because while music can be very powerful in alleviating moods, you know, we know that it can help release different chemicals in the brain that can make us feel a bit more upbeat as we've said before it's got this very powerful psychological impact as well so it really has that opportunity to kind of take you somewhere else for a bit you know take you down memory lane or just make you feel different or give you a breather from day-to-day life but the key thing is identifying music that does leave you feeling more upbeat because music can also depress our mood if we don't listen to the right kind of music and it's very important I think to take time and listen to the music that you enjoy that you associate with feeling happy and upbeat and really think about where does this music take me what's the memories it brings back or how do I feel in my body while I'm listening to this does it make me like you say does it make me want to have a bit of a dance does it make me want to have a bit of a sing-song in the shower whatever it is Um, and I think it's great to use familiar music then in that sense because it's so powerful and it's so immersive you can really lose yourself in a song and there's something very powerful and moving about that so I think if you're going to use music to sort of help manage your happiness and your well-being think about what's the best music for me you can create playlists it's so accessible now more than ever I would say and also you know if you're somebody who plays an instrument then again identifying well, what's the sort of thing I want to play and not putting too much pressure on yourself. I think as musicians, it can be easy for us to strive to play it perfectly, but actually finding out, well, what's that thing that I need for me and finding it in music and and just really starting with you and yourself and then finding the music to accompany you in that part of your journey. Oh, I love that advice really, Claire, because I remember once a situation when I was visiting my friend who was quite down and... I remember coming to her house and I just heard this music which was so bad and depressive. And yes, things were happening very challenging in her life. But my first instinct was maybe we could listen to something else. Because this is so sad that, you know, I feel sad just listening to this. And I think sometimes because we have music so much in the background, if you think about it, we have radio in the background. We may have now Spotify listen, Spotify suggestions in the background that sometimes we may not be aware of what we actually listening to but if it's so important because the music itself as a melody as a rhythm but also the lyrics 
I think that's really interesting also, the concept of lyrics. What are people actually singing about and how that may impact my well-being? Um, I think it's so important to actually reflect and, you know what, I'm making a conscious choice Absolutely. of what the music I'm listening. Yeah, it's exactly like you say. It's so easy to get caught in a cycle of actually listening to music that can be a bit destructive to our moods. And sometimes we need that space. Sometimes we need music to kind of hold us in this rough space because that just helps us express and kind of externalize what's going on internally but you're right there is a danger then to if that becomes a cycle and a constant cycle and we don't really realize that that's where we're going with this music that then we're inadvertently keeping ourselves in a bit of a dark place and in a place that that is quite difficult and it doesn't have to be like that what I would say is that if somebody is getting really stuck there, then that's the point to start thinking about actually seeking professional help as well. I think now we're touching on this very interesting point of music therapy. Can you tell us what is music therapy? What what do you do in your day-to-day job? <laughs> oh, I could talk about this till the cows come home. Music therapy at its core, it's a clinical psychological intervention that uses music to help support people with whatever needs they have. Now, what that means is that we might do lots of different kinds of musical activities and sessions are very much designed to be quite person-centered. We start with who the person is, what is their kind of music, what's their cultural music background, what's the music that they might be drawn to or what's their history with music in their life. And what we would do is we basically would use lots of different kinds of musical activities. So we might offer things like songwriting, we might do completely free improvisation using instruments. So just literally set up a room full of instruments and invite people to go to whatever they're drawn to and just play and use that as a sort of form of self-expression. We might even just do things like sitting together and listening to music and talking as we are about the impact that that's having on well-being and using it as strategies in day-to-day life. And in terms of the needs that we kind of support, music therapists are highly trained to work throughout the lifespan. So at this point in the UK, we actually have music therapists working in neonatal units all the way through to like elderly palliative care and everything in between. So yeah, your children, adolescents, adults, the elderly we're really designed to kind of work with anyone of any age and any ability so even if you have physical impairments cognitive impairments you can access music therapy to help support you with perhaps communication social interaction emotional psychological difficulties as well as other things such as relational difficulties we're really designed to work with a whole range of different people from all walks of life and essentially use music as a powerful non-verbal medium that's a great thing about music therapy you don't have to put everything into words so if you can't because of a condition or you can't because of where you are emotionally it just takes off that pressure to express yourself or put everything into words it just gives you this creative medium in which you can explore and understand what's going on and hopefully help you cope in your day-to-day life Wow. And wow, amazing, because I haven't realized that, as you said, you're working with such a spectrum of ages. 
Mm. That's absolutely fascinating. There is this element of reflection. There is also mm. an element of building the understanding how the music impacts me, can boost our well-being and happiness, but also can maybe we may be expressing negative emotions through it. So how mm. we can work through that? No, I, I absolutely love that. So Claire, you're spending lots of time with music. What is your favorite type of music then? <laughs> I think I have quite an eclectic taste in music. I have to admit, for me, it really varies on how I'm feeling. I just, I go to different things depending on where my mood is, interestingly. If we'll maybe not unpick that tonight. But I have to admit, I absolutely love, I love music from before my time. I love music from the 60s and 70s. So people like Carole King and Mamas and Papas and Fleetwood Mac. I think for me, the stuff that makes me happy and the sort of elements of the music that I'm drawn to is that sort of that irresistible kind of upbeat tempo quite mm -hmm. a catchy kind of rhythm or chorus and just something that I just can't resist sort of getting my toes tapping to really <laughs> yeah this is a gorgeous music that has really clear pattern isn't it it's a happy music so you just like you automatically oh yeah I'm feeling this perfect so Claire any final advice for our listeners when it comes to music and happiness my advice would just be what we've discussed already really is just to say that, you know, music is a wonderful, powerful, non-verbal medium. It is a fantastic way to express yourself, to find your happy medium and to use that and be able to tap into that your day-to-day -day life. I think as we've discussed, it's just so important to just give yourself that time out and reflect on your music and have fun creating those playlists have fun exploring what are the things that can pick me up but if that's really hard or you're always getting stuck then do seek professional advice you can come to organizations like BAMT which is British Association for Music Therapy we can help you find a local music therapist in your area so if you're interested in exploring that as a medium to help support you but I think otherwise just always make time it's part of your own self-care just make time to reflect on where does this music take me and also where do I need to, the music to take me sometimes is an interesting question to think about if you're if you're feeling a bit low and you need to go somewhere else where do I need it to take me start there and then find the music to accompany you brilliant thank you so much Claire that's absolutely fascinating thank you for a fantastic interview oh thank you for having me Massive thank you to Claire. So after this episode, Music and Happiness, I dare you to grab a piece of paper and note down your answers to the following questions. One, what music makes you happy? How does your body feel when listening to your favorite type of music? What songs bring you happy memories? What is your top five songs that always put you in the good mood. Once you have finished your refraction, create a happy playlist with all your favorite songs that helps you to feel a beat. Listen to these early in the morning and see if that increases your happiness throughout the day. Also, ask your friends to share their happy music. I asked my friends to do so and my playlist really expanded with some amazing titles I haven't come across before. My personal top suggestion for this week, so something I've been listening to whole, whole week, is Praise You by Fat Boy Slim. To be honest, this is a song that always makes me smile. 
Thank you again so much for listening. Join me for next episode of Nature and Happiness to find out how we can reconnect with nature to improve our well-being. And remember, happiness is a skill we all ought to practice. So I dare you to be happy. Bye.